This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Matthew Owasco, Administrator of Physicians Alliance Surgery Center and Surgical Services Business Analyst at St. Francis Healthcare System in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Matthew, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Laura, thanks for having me. I'm uh, looking forward to this. Before we dive into the, our discussion, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as you noted, I serve as the administrator for Physicians Alliance Surgery Center. Uh, I've been there for a little over three and a half years. Uh, while at the same time, I've also served as a uh, business analyst for the surgical services department within St. Francis Healthcare, uh, mainly specializing in items dealing with their OR. So I get to uh, deal with the same reps and equipment uh, so it's it's a it's a great uh, blend of positions, uh, and really allows me to see things from two different sides. Not only from the hospital uh, inpatient outpatient surgery side, but then also the ASC uh, side of things. Prior to moving into healthcare, I served in uh, the world of private finance and did that for seven years uh, before being asked to come on board here with St. Francis and Physicians Alliance and bringing that that finance background into the healthcare industry. Got it. Absolutely. So that, that's an interesting background and kind of dynamic, I'm sure. And when you, know, when you think about the, the private finance side, what about that experience is, uh, gives you an advantage, I guess, when you're looking at healthcare leadership and administration? I, I'd say there was advantages and disadvantages to it. Uh, I'll start with the disadvantage would be not not growing up and having uh, formal education in healthcare. So I'm, I'm learning uh, as I go, but at the same time, I'm not coming in with any pre- preconceived notions or ideas on how I believe things should be done uh, from a clinical side. What I try to do is really rely on my clinical team uh, for their experience and thoughts on matters, and then take, you know, the finance business background that I have from the private industry and really mold those two together to get the best outcome for for our facility uh, that we can. Because in the end, just because we're an ASC serving our community's surgical needs, it's still a business uh, at the end of the day. And so we need to run it as such. And that's where I think my private finance background uh, really comes into play when dealing with P&L statements, uh, balance sheets, tax returns, and all things financial, especially when dealing with all of our vendors and trying to keep our costs and uh, revenues in line. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. I'm wondering, first off, what are the top three trends that you're following in healthcare today? Well, I, I think these would probably match what a lot of people uh, are are following closely. Uh, number one would be the uh, current increase in the migration of surgical procedures from the hospital outpatient setting over to the ASC setting. Uh, I think that is a great opportunity, uh, really for both sides, uh, to take some pressure off the hospitals while at the same time allowing these procedures that can be safely done in ASCs uh, to be done in that setting uh, at, the, at a win-win for for everyone involved. Uh, number two, I'd say the uh, technology 
that that is rolling out, uh, that a lot of it is more specifically guided for AFC. I think the vendors in that arena are starting to see that AFCs are going to play more vital role in, in the coming future. And so they're really gearing things towards the AFC setting and helping helping facilities like ours uh, automate processes and improve on the way that we do things to not only help our staff in their day-to-day roles, but also help our patients, uh, whether it's uh, pre-op or post-surgical in their overall experience. Uh, and I'd say lastly, would be following up on uh, recent trends and reimbursements from commercial payers and just trying to stay on top of that so that in our ongoing and future conversations for contract negotiations and any kind of reimbursement discussions that we're up to date with with the latest uh, news and trends that we're seeing from our colleagues across the country. Got it. That, that makes a ton of sense. And, you know, I'm interested in that last point you made in, made in terms of some of the reimbursement trends and in, in contract negotiations. You know, what have you been seeing that, that is different now versus a year ago or even, you know, two or three years ago? I think for, for our facility, and I'm sure we're probably not the only ones experiencing this, but we're dealing more and more with our commercial payers wanting to do full file audits to make sure that they reimbursed us correctly. Even though they reimbursed us correctly according to our contract, they're wanting to make sure that we have, I guess, all of our ducks in a line. So we're getting a lot of um, med records requests. Uh, and when I say a lot, I guess I mean historically speaking for our facility. Uh, it used to not, not be very many, if at all, but we've recently started to see a increase from all of our uh, payers in that, uh, and not not specifically with one uh, service line in particular, but I'd say probably more heavily leaning towards our orthopedics uh, with the amount of implants that are involved with them. Got it. That that makes sense, especially as you mentioned. You know, more of the emphasis on orthopedic procedures and um, cases moving to the ASC. Um, I, I'm wondering now. You know, what is the best opportunity for growth at your center in the next one or two years? I think for us being a uh, multi-specialty facility already, I don't see us looking to add additional service lines uh, unless uh, we had some, I don't want to say drastic changes, but unless we had some big changes uh, in our facility and our, our current uh, position team. Uh, but I think for us, our biggest opportunity for growth would be uh, bringing on new procedures with our existing service lines. Um, if we wanted to single one out, the the hot topic that's been going on for the past couple of years has been the migration of total joints to the ASC setting. Uh, our orthopedic uh, providers are keeping up to date on that. They're very anxious to start that at our facility. They, uh, they are at the same time evaluating their current patient population to identify potential patients who could best be served in the in RASC uh, and 
the past few years, we've really focused on making sure that any kind of equipment purchases that we make will be able to handle those new procedures that we're identifying, you know, whether it's six, 12, 24 months down the line. Got it. That makes sense. Um, and I know it takes a lot to build a total joint program for sure. I'm wondering, you know, based on kind of your dual perspective with the ASC as well as the hospital, how does um, that interplay, especially when thinking about bringing total joint replacements into the surgery center? I think it might give us a, a leg up personally. Uh, since, like I mentioned in the beginning, I'm dealing with the, the same supplier rep, dealing with the same vendors, uh, we, our hospital partner uh, is, we're using the same equipment already. So our physicians, whether they're in the hospital setting or in the ASC setting, they're using the same equipment during their surgical procedures. So there's no uh, relearning or having uh, to deal with anything on that side. And it also helps our, our vendors so they know what to expect in, in both facilities. So having the conversations up front uh, with those people and then being able to get access to uh, case cards and know exactly what we're going to need, it would really cut down on the time of trying to uh, start case costing those and then go to our, our payers for specific reimbursement models. Thank you so much for going through that with us. Now, yeah. uh, before we wrap up our discussion, what are you most excited about today and what makes you nervous? Well, I'd say most excited about the new procedures that, that we can bring over to our facility. Uh, we've been serving our community for 21 years and the, uh, the thought of being able to serve them with these new procedures that have always historically been done in the hospital setting uh, is very exciting for us and we would be the first facility in our local region that would be able to offer that so that would be uh, great not only for us but also for our, our community i'd also be looking forward to the continued advancements in technology that we can use to help our employees number one but our patients uh, would probably be 1b uh, you know anything that we can do to help everyone in their overall experience, you know, we're, we're always looking for that and, and to get a win-win for everyone involved. For things that, that are kind of nervous, uh, you know, dealing with commercial payers, you know, they're, they're looking at their bottom line as much as we are. So trying to enter in negotiations with them is, is always a lengthy process. So just making sure that we have all of our information to support our side of things is number one on that. And then something that, that, is, that we've been dealing with for the past uh, several months now is just uh, staffing shortages. I know that's common across the country and it's not, uh, you know, not just in ASCs, hospitals are, are hurting as well. So staff recruitment and retention, um, it is something that we're really trying to keep an eye on Luckily for us in the ASC, uh, we have the benefit of not working nights, weekends, holidays. Our staff is not on call. So while our, our pay scale isn't going to match uh, what the hospital has, some of our facility benefits 
can can exceed their offerings and has helped us gain some employees uh, in, in the past. But you know, sometimes sometimes all uh, that some people look at is is the almighty dollar. And you know, when when they're being offered a considerable amount per hour, that's always something that's going to keep us a little bit nervous on the ASC side in that we can maintain the current employees we have, but also attract new ones to fill any uh, fill any gaps that might come up in the future. Matthew, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fascinating discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Laura, I appreciate it. Thank you very much.